Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. What up, besties with the breasties? This is Danny J. <laughs> And this is Jill Coleman, and uh, we got, we're going to, we are actually changing our tune here. We're going to just, we're just going to start introducing new terms on these episodes. We did introduce a couple new terms, actually. Yeah, like finding out new words. We're growing with our vocabulary, and we want to share this growing vocabulary with you. (laughs) Well, we got today. So I was scrolling through my explore tab on Instagram, and I found a, I came across this interesting feed, and it stopped me for a little bit and i started going down the rabbit hole on it it's called uh next level elegance (laughs) so you can look it up and it was just very much about like being a lady and how to dress i I think the the first uh post i came across had something to do with how to dress like old money and i was Mm. like oh this is interesting and it was basically saying just to wear like very neutral colors like tan brown black and then it had the woman dressed very much like i think like kate the i don't know what her last name is kate the princess in england the one who's married to prince right like these (laughs) british royals yeah so very british royal and i go oh this is so interesting and then i was going through the feed and it was just like how to be a lady how to speak like a lady how not to act around your man how to act around your man and like and don't give your boyfriend wifey privileges and it was very very interesting to me and so i i read somewhere in there it had the word hypergamy and i had never heard of that so i googled it and it says hypergamy is the action of marrying or forming a sexual relationship with the person of a superior sociological or educational background and an example is when a man marries a woman of lower status or a woman marries up which elevates her position in society. And I think it's more about that, not even so much money, but this is like a society kind of like, yeah. you marry into high society kind of thing. And there was one post that really stood out to me. It said, it said, don't go for a broke man, you're not getting any younger. And I was like, ooh. And it just made me kind of cringe and then like go, oh shit, am I doing the wrong thing? Like, do I need to do this? Are we? <laughs> so I thought it'd be a good conversation to have because I feel like, honestly, I feel like this would have been my mom's dream. She would have had me dress in these dresses, be a lady, marry up, and then she would have just been like so happy that I like escaped the peonism of wherever we live or something. But this is like this is not a new word it's just no. new to me this has definitely like been around for a long time yeah if you look, like i love period pieces like keith always teases me because i like love a good like renaissance period show or movie but that's really like the whole point at that time and i think this started because these women wouldn't have quote unquote had a chance if they didn't find a man who could provide the kind of lifestyle that they you know needed or wanted and if you think about it i think this stuff is still happening quite a bit in 
you know, I think maybe some states where you have these, I mean, isn't this kind of like, um, this is like the pageant mom or something, right? Where there's like this Mm. feeling of like, you want to, I mean, this is what a debutante ball ideally was about. Like this still happens in the South. I know that for a fact, when I was at Wake Forest in North Carolina, like a lot of the girls would have these, you know, when they reach a certain age, it's almost like they're coming out party. It's like a debutante ball where you like showcase yourself to the the, the gentleman. I don't know. It's, and so it does still happen in certain ways. And I remember, it's just so funny. We were talking about this morning before we turned on the mic and I went to a school in North Carolina called Wake Forest University. And it was very much like, I would say it's, you know, it's a private school. It was definitely uh, predominantly like higher socioeconomic. It was like very expensive to go there. And I'm not saying this to brag or whatever. I didn't know at the time, obviously, but, you know, and it was very much, it was very Greek at the time. It was a lot of like frats and uh, sororities. And I was in one of the sororities that was, we always laughed that I was in the sorority that everyone who would never be in a sorority is in like especially I grew up in Boston it was a lot of like northeast vibe like a lot of like heavy drinkers (laughs) which people are probably not uh surprised to find out but especially that just wasn't how I grew up I didn't grow up in this like very proper southern you know southern hospitality type you know and obviously these are gross generalizations but that's not how I grew up but there were certain sororities who I felt like have what you're talking about where everything you could tell they just wore stuff that was a little more modest um more like neutrals you know kind of grew up in like more of like a nautical maybe you know like family where you have like a boat and you like learn how to sail and maybe you golf and like just higher I I don't know like I guess higher socioeconomic status and I remember some of the frat guys would they would definitely hook up with the chicks who were definitely wearing like the minimal clothes right Mm -hmm. like at the club but they want but they ended up dating and marrying some of these women who are more modest and more and so it does beg the question it's it it can be whatever you want it to be but it does beg the question is like is there something there and maybe that is biological in a in a Mm -hmm. way i remember so weird to me when i was a freshman in college there was one of those chicks who was in one of these sororities and i remember she'd be on diamonds.com every single day what is diamonds.com it's like wedding ring she's looking at and i remember being like are you do you have a boyfriend yet like it was just this weird like you know 19 years old and she's looking at diamonds.com and picking out her engagement ring meanwhile doesn't have a boyfriend but that was for a lot of people that's their ticket we always used to laugh that people would have an m an mrs degree they would graduate with an mrs degree and so it's not to judge this stuff i think you you guys probably know if you listen to this podcast where danny and i sort of fall on on this but i think that it's it can be beneficial if everyone's aware of what's happening yeah where you have a man who's looking for someone who maybe i don't know maybe could be a side piece like a nice arm candy piece something like that maybe younger maybe more youthful and it does beg the question of, you know, for you and I being like 40 years old, dating men who are younger than us, having already been married, already been divorced, already been through infidelity. It's like, you know, it's a weird place to be. Yeah. Where does it leave us? Where does it leave us? <laughs> are we Spencers? Are we I mean, But the idea to... is that you, you, you need resources, right? Yeah. And I think that's th- where you and I come down on is like, no, we have resources yeah. ourselves. We generate our own resources. Well, there's this, you mentioned, bio, is it biological? And supposedly this really is biological right because men have the urge to procreate have sex provide and protect and women would usually need to find the man if they were going to have their babies someone who could take care of them and so we're looking for the one with the most resources who could take care of who could take care of yourself and your children and your 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 children and your offspring I guess your children are your offspring so 
there's something about that. But it's also interesting because I've I've also been hearing and reading some things about the dating apps that I guess 20% of the men on dating apps are getting 80% of the women. So there's guys that are on these dating apps and they're getting nobody no matches. because there's these certain men who are successful, who have all the things and doesn't matter what the status of the woman is. They're like, I want that man. The women are generally looking for the guy who is, you know, working at Del Taco and playing video games. And so there's something to it. And I actually just found a, came across a blog about, it said, uh, it's basically what men need to know about hypergamy to help him get ahead. So it's basically this whole thing of like, this is a thing. Women generally want this. And I guess, I think dating up, like we can always go one level up, but this to me, like this whole page is really about like getting to the top, you know, like marrying levels the royal. above. So maybe, yeah. So maybe you're like, you know, you're middle class and you're maybe trying Princess to go. Princess Kate is a. <laughs> I'm curious about her background. I know I want to look it up. I don't know. But it says nine ways to use female hypergamy to your advantage as a man. One, get your life together. I like this. I I think actually men need to know this. (laughs) Two, increase your value. Love that. Three, make yourself your own mental point of origin. I don't really know what that means, but maybe just take care of your own shit. Set yourself up as a protector and provider. Be the best man in the room. Broadcast strong value signals. Stop simping, which that's a funny fucking (laughs) term. That is funny. Uh, become a commod- a scarce commodity and set ironclad boundaries. And I was like, oh, those are good. Like, okay, men, do this for all of us. <laughs> right. But yeah, I think, I think by like, I'm reading this and I'm like nodding my head going yes. And I'm going, yeah, I think. But women should do that too, though. Like, I guess that's sure, where I come down sure. on it. Whereas I'm just like, yeah, that's for men. But also women have the resources now in today's society. It's not, you know, it's not the 1800s anymore. Yeah. It's like women now have the opportunity to do all of those things themselves. Yeah. And where does that leave men looking at like, wow, women maybe don't need us. Mm -hmm. And by the way, obviously this is super generalization. Mm -hmm. We're talking about, you know, uh, heterosexual relationships here. But, you know, I think these dynamics probably play out in same-sex relationships to a certain extent as well. Yeah. Or queer relationships. But, you know, it is interesting to ask the question of like, and we do want to have a longer podcast episode about, you know, women who are taking care of themselves, who are highly educated, who do have an advanced degree, who do make great money. Like, are they an attractive potential partner for a man? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I do think there are plenty of men out there, you know, you and I are dating two of them who like want a woman who like has her shit together and yeah. like is, you know, is driven. Mm-hmm. But I do think it's not the norm. I definitely think it's more scarce. So then it's like, what's the message to women? Like, yeah. just play smaller, right? Be meeker, like, need need more, you know? It's such a weird, it's such a tricky place to be a woman because there are so many mixed messages. Like, you see all of this, boss, babe, get your stuff together, take care of yourself, don't depend on a man. Not because we don't need, but kind of because you can't. Like, we can't just trust that some guy's going to take care of us. And we were yeah. talking about this earlier, which is, you know, there's, I remember so many women in, in the church just because this is my background um, when I was in high school and seeing these adults that were going through divorces who met their husbands in college or high school got married really young right like in the church I grew up with getting married at 18 or 19 was pretty common so marrying their 19 year old they're 19 their husbands were like 22 coming off of their missions and supporting them through dental school law school doctorate degrees 
In the meantime, they're working, they're having their babies, and then suddenly the man finally has their degree, starts making good money, and then drops the chick. And now she's got three to five kids, and he's making a shit ton of money, and now he's even more like desirable to other women because he's successful, has all this money, and the woman now has kids at home, single mom, and she's less desirable. And so how does that leave how does that leave a woman? So this is why I think it is important that women do have something of their own. They do have an education. But then back to your point of do men find that unattractive? Like, oh, you already have your stuff. You have it together. And it's like it feels like you can't win sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I think we almost have to stop looking in generalizations because I think that's where we can get in trouble and go no men want that so I can't and and it's like your point too we have two men that do and your brothers and like we know mm-hmm. men so we have to go okay this might be the quote like norm let's paint a broad picture but also we have to believe I think we have to believe in order to not be cynical and just want to like jump off a cliff is believe that there's good men out there there's people who want what you have to offer and, and who maybe aren't intimidated by a woman yeah. who has her own resources and is yeah. a strong woman. Yeah, you know, we actually did an episode on like feminine versus masculine energy. And that was actually a really good episode. Maybe we can link that in the show notes to talk about. And I, you know, as and I think you probably agree as a woman who has her shit together, who does make her own money, who is used to uh, being in charge of certain things, especially her work. I love having parts of my life that I don't, I'm not in charge of, Yeah, you know, so I don't think it has to be. And I, and I, I find this a lot when I talk to high powered women, they have the same desire. They want to be taken care of too. There's parts of their life where they do want their partner to step out, yep. you know? So for me, I, I like to step up in my work, but when it comes to like my home life and, you know, the, the chores and, you know, all that kind of stuff, like I love having my partner take the reins on that stuff, you know, like logistic stuff. Like, you know, one of the things that, um, in my current relationship is very big and we kind of have this is, you know, it's, it's kind of, we don't, we didn't agree on it, but whenever we go to dinner, like Keith makes the plans, you know, and if that's actually not his natural way, but like he's Mm -hmm. stepped up because he knows for me, that's something I want to get off my plate. I don't want to be in charge of everything in my job, in my work, and then come over here and be in charge of everything in our relationship either. And I know there are a lot of women who are like, yes, I want someone to take this stuff off my plate, take care of making the reservations, take care of driving to the restaurant, take care of, you know, booking the hotels or airbnbs or flights like and so i think it's it's a dance though because you need to feel you need to give that over sometimes keith doesn't do it as fast as i want or doesn't do the do it like in time that i would do it but i'm also trying to Mm -hmm. allow for him to provide in the ways that he can because he can't really help me in my work right and so i think there's a way to have both to show up powerfully in your life in the spaces that you do want control and that you do have proficiency and then also practice receiving in other parts of your life and that's been that's been kind of tough for me because you know going through infidelity and I talked about this a lot going through infidelity you kind of feel like no one can fucking hold it down yeah I know you and I talked about that this morning a little bit I don't know if you want to elaborate on that but it's you know it's one of those things where like fuck you you get to that point where you're like damn I guess no dude can hold it down I have to do everything yeah and then so coming back to and finding that middle spot of, of being able to receive and not feel vulnerable doing that. Yeah, we're just in a really weird place in society, especially with the masculine feminine kind of dynamics where women have been more often forced into this masculine role to take care totally. of everything. And then in turn, it's turning off men. So then they don't want that kind of woman. And then it, it's just like this self-perpetuating cycle. And we have to almost take a step back, like step off, like you said, if you want something done 
instead of going, I'm going to do it myself, you're going to have to either find a gentle way to get that man to do it, or you need to ask for it, or you need to let them do it how they're going to do it, not you doing it. And it's hard to step out of that control piece. Mm -hmm. Like, especially if you've just felt like you've been let down so many times, you're just like, fuck it, let me do it myself. Let me take care of this. And that is a practice. It really is a practice. And it's also a practice in going, and we've talked about this even in business, like outsourcing of going, it might not get done the way that I want it to, but if it gets done, it gets done. And just being appreciative of how that kind of thing, how it gets done. Totally. And like not expecting it too, you know, and and that's one of the things that when Keith does step up, you know, I want to affirm that behavior too. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to affirm that behavior. And I was kind of laughing because we have a girlfriend who um, is very much similar to us in terms of like, she's just a go-getter, like she'll just do everything herself. And then she sometimes will complain that her partner is not doing stuff for her. And I'm like, well, you have to let them like give him space and time and buffer because why would he do anything if you if he knows you're gonna do it yeah so I was kind of laughing and I was like my advice to her was like dude sometimes you gotta play up the like damsel in distress Mm -hmm. you know vibe a little bit and I kind of do that and you know especially in my relationship and we're not perfect but for sure there are things that like I'll just Keith will tease me about or like that I'm not good at and I'll be like you're so much better at it than me though and then yeah. like he's like I know and like he'll step up and like whatever and it's not like I'm manipulating him into doing stuff but like it he takes pride in being able to provide those things yeah. because he knows they're not my strong suit yeah you know and so if you can identify the things that you either don't want to do or you're not great at and figure out a way to entice your partner who probably does want to provide right they probably do yeah. want to help you they probably do want to take care of you in some way they just don't know how to yeah so I don't know sometimes you do have to play up the like I could do that myself but play up the damsel in distress piece a little bit I'm wondering how to just like kind of thinking out loud is thinking about the woman who does make more than her man and like you know I read this thing and it's like you're not getting any younger don't date a broke man and you're just start questioning it like hmm did I do the wrong thing am I and not that that's the case for us, but it's like you start to go, mm, should I be dating a 70-year-old who's like a multimillionaire right now? Like maybe. Shit, go for it. Not and, me. So, <laughs> and so what, like how do you try to have your man feel more masculine and step up in those ways if it's not financially? Because I feel like there are probably a lot of women on here who make more money and they maybe feel some way about it maybe they don't but maybe the guy does and they're just like I want us to have a more uh, a different kind of dynamic and not and not neutralized like both masculine dynamic but I do make more money and it makes them feel some sort of way and to me I'm thinking what you said kind of just other things they can do I don't know around the house or I don't know and other things that they're doing like physically instead of financially Mm -hmm. I feel like guys value physical stuff like little things though right like you know and I had to I did say this to Keith but I was like you know when we go to a restaurant Mm -hmm. like you know it means a lot to me if you just make the plan or like because he because I think men especially are like women you know there's always those memes that are like where do you want to go to dinner? And she's like, you pick. And then you pick something and she's like, but not that place. So there is this, and I kind of hate this in our society. Look at the like everything, everybody loves Raymond television show. That's sort of culturally what we see as the the traditional dynamic between, it's like kind of like a, like a man who's kind of stupid and then the woman's kind of like a nag and she needs control of everything. And I feel like that gets perpetuated 
and it doesn't have to be that way. Mm-hmm. So a small example is, you know, now Keith sort of like he makes the plans and then I like we go to the restaurant and he like goes right up to the no matter if I made the reservation or he did, he goes right up to the stand and, and checks us in. So yeah. I don't have to do that. Like, you know, just stuff like that, that he takes a little bit more control of. And it yeah. just makes me feel really taken care of. Yeah. And just like affirming that stuff and being willing to step back and being willing to let someone else come in. Like you said, maybe not do it exactly like you, but you know, I think there are a lot of women who are probably listening to this that want something taken off their plate, but you also, it's a dance. You can't be like, he should just know. It's like, you have to either say something or affirm a behavior or like, you know, or step back sometimes and, and not make the plan yourself really quick, you know, or not nag the person to make it. And sometimes like it just won't work. You know, there are times when. I'll want to have dinner and I'll, I'll be like, I'll just make the reservation really quick. And then I'm like, no, I'm going to like let Keith take his time. But then like sometimes it, it doesn't because ha- the, there's no times left. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, yeah, the ball does get dropped. Yeah. So in order to establish that pattern, again, this is just my practice, but you know, whatever feels good for you. But I think for as it's a dance, if you want to feel taken care of, you have to let yourself be taken care of. Well, one of the things that you're kind of talking about is what I've heard called the mental load. And we should do mm-hmm. a whole podcast on mental load. I'd love to have someone kind of talk about that but I've seen posts on this where women will take on so much more like you keep like this running list in your head you're like this this needs to be the trash needs to be taken out and I need to make an appointment for the dentist and the kids have their appointments at this time and the guys are just living their life and you're stressed because you have so many things so kind of what you're saying is if they could just take a couple things off your damn plate (laughs) then you don't have that mental load but the caveat is you have to trust them to do it and release it and let it go. Yep. And that's the... You can't be like, see, I knew I couldn't rely on it. You know what I mean? Like it does mm-hmm. take a little bit of time. That's that's the tricky part. Well, <laughs> I, I am curious too. This is interesting that I came across this hypergamy now in 2023 because I, I just, I guess, was shocked. I go, oh, this is the thing. And I guess it's so far outside of how I grew up. Like I didn't grow up in a nice school or see that kind of stuff and I'm just thinking and I was saying this to Jill before we started recording I was like this is probably exactly the life my mom wanted for me Mm -hmm. like she I remember she dressed me in these like very fancy dresses and I was such a tomboy I hated them and she'd always talk about me being ladylike and she wanted to teach me manners and I think that if she could have had her perfect world she would have had me like in some high society dresses and then finding this man like like these kind of guys and would have been so happy just have me marry off a rich to a rich man and it's so funny to me because it feels like I guess a movie like the like the 1800s or something but I'm going oh this is this is a thing and I'm like but then what do we what do we talk about it like this is obviously my area of expertise but like you always hear about a man will marry one of these very like prim proper put together women but then they'll fuck like yeah. the Mary Magdalene right like that's the story of Mary yeah. Magdalene is like they'll fuck this you know like I don't know stripper or whoever like you know no offense to someone who strips but like it's you know like someone who maybe is yeah. more sexually accessible yeah you know and so then you're just like okay yeah and that's there's a lot of that too of like yeah. but the the man instinctually from like a sexual perspective doesn't always isn't always attracted to the woman who's like super buttoned up and like super prim and proper yeah to want them to take to the parties but then behind closed doors it's someone else it's such an interesting thing biology is interesting and then man woman relationship dynamics are really interesting and it's it just feels like sometimes as a woman you can't win 
in a lot of ways. And I hate to, this isn't like to be doom and gloom. Like there's definitely positives, but I'm just looking at this going, what do you do? Like back to the, you help them go through school and then you get dropped later. You know, like you do, let's say you do that thing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, is the only other option to be 25 and marry a 50 year old? But then do you want to raise children with a 50 year old man, you know, and Mm -hmm. or do you just give up the opportunity to raise children and then you just get taken care of and you go live a lavish life? Like years ago, I saw um, I saw Justine Musk speak at an event. So Mm -hmm. she was Elon Musk's first wife and they met. I think their freshman year of college, they went to college together. She supported him through like, and she was even saying like, he was very focused. Obviously you can't be as successful as he is without being focused, no matter what you think of Elon. It's like, she was like, he was so focused and he was like borderline, like, you know, um, just like obsessive. Yeah. Like very obsessive. Mm -hmm. And you have to be, to be that successful, but they end up having five kids and she supported him through all of his studies, all of his like startup stuff when he wasn't making any money. And like she even had pictures like showing them in like high school and college together. And she wasn't bitter in her talk, but there definitely was an edge to like, then I just got traded in for a newer model yeah. kind of a thing. And then, yeah. and then yeah. And, and I think at the time Elon was dating his, I guess, second wife and she's very young and she's like a model and had a bunch more kids with her. And so, you know, is there a message there? It's hard to know, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm sure Justine is doing fine and all that kind of stuff, but it's one of those things where you do wonder, but you can't predict the future. So you have yeah. to make the best decision in the moment. But yeah, I agree with you. Sometimes it's like, it does suck. And then where does that leave you? Now you're a single mom on the dating scene with five kids. Yeah. You're like, Hello. Well, I think, you know, a lot of people who maybe are in their second marriage, maybe they already had kids with their first. And Mm -hmm. I think if you find like a partner who already had kids and already did that with his first, like that would be probably, I think what a lot of people end up doing. Yeah. I do remember dating a guy who had children with his first and he, it was funny because I thought I was like the commodity or the hot commodity of not having kids because a lot of the men didn't. But I think he wanted someone who did have kids to understand like what it's like to be a parent. So that was interesting. And and I actually understand that because I remember dating the guys who hadn't been married at all. And I felt like I could relate better to the men who had been divorced because they knew what it was like to be in a long-term relationship and maybe had gone through some similar things versus someone who had, you know, never had that kind of relationship or never been engaged or something like that. So I, I could kind of understand that. But yeah, it is, it is really tricky. It's harder to be single with children not just because not a desire level but also i think to protect your own kids i would be terrified if i had like teenage daughters and i was dating men just because guys out there you just don't know and you don't know who's out there for like what reasons yeah so i'd be like we're not you're not coming home you're not meeting my my children not my daughters you know that's just it would just be very 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 tricky yeah and it would be tricky to uh marry up I think with other kids because I would imagine a man with a lot of resources like a wealthy man probably this is a big assumption wouldn't want to marry someone with multiple children thinking that he's also going to have to take care of them or like give I don't know like maybe leave a legacy and leave them in the will or something like that Mm -hmm. but I would be really curious as to a man's point of view and I would think if I was like a man in my 50s or 60s that I would go for the young single doesn't have kids 
person because I would be afraid of having to like share my wealth. Yeah, but then you ha- then you're on the hook to have more kids too. Mm, true. You know, like if you, I remember when you and I were dating in LA, we were date dudes who didn't have kids, and they would say, "I don't want to date a woman with kids." Mm-hmm. You know, Keith was like that. You know, mm-hmm. he went on a couple of dates, and as soon as they were like, "Hey, I have three kids," he was like awesome and like i'm yeah. sure they're amazing and you're great he was even went on a couple of days like yeah this chick's really cool he's mm-hmm. like but that's just not where I, my head is at yeah. you know i just that's a lot of responsibility i'm not ready to take on yeah so i mean at the end of the day i think everyone deserves to have what they want it's just wondering if the the desires are now more mismatched than ever mm-hmm. and wondering how that sort of shakes out you know yep interesting stuff well i'm wondering from y'all listeners is this taught like are there moms because this is a there's an instagram account so it's being like shared it's as like a strategy and there's literally like how to dress how to speak how to talk so i'm wondering if one you've ever seen this kind of stuff before obviously social media is new but maybe when we all were younger were you any of you listeners taught this kind of thing like was your mom going this is how you're a lady this is who you talk to you only I'm very curious because I feel like if my mom had these resources she would have like taught me from this handbook but she didn't have a handbook so she didn't know so I'm very curious if you're listening if this was something you ever heard about before or if this is new to you completely um, or if you know like with their handbooks and things you learned it and did you try to do this and are you married to a rich man and if you are can you take us on your boat <laughs> yeah, we're available for boat rides anytime you have a yacht we'll be there um well thank you guys so much for your time and attention i know this conversation can feel a little bit nuanced or very nuanced so definitely interested in your take on things if you guys have any follow-ups to this or any additional questions or anything you want us to riff on uh definitely hit us up we have a couple of hopefully episodes coming down the pipeline talking a little bit more about this when it comes to having children um but for those of you who are interested in this and you have a uh, take on it or you want us to expand on something hit us up in the dms at the best life podcast on instagram and don't forget about meme mondays on the instagram account every monday we're sharing the funniest memes and uh we appreciate y'all so much so we'll see you on the next episode see ya bye guys